Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to The View from the Gladys Street podcast with me, Ian Kroll. This is the Everton Fan Podcast on the Royal Blue Channel and my guests this week have reluctantly come on the show to discuss, debate and scrutinise Everton's abysmal 4-0 defeat to Chelsea on Sunday afternoon. Joining me around the Royal Blue table, we have the long-awaited return of Stewie Carroll. How are you, Stewie? I'm fine, Ian. Good to see you. Yeah, it's a long, well, not a long time, but it's been a while uh, since you were last on the show, I think. We yeah, were just pre- thought we were trying to figure out before we came in. Marco Silva was in charge of the last time you were on the yeah, show, wasn't he? Pre Silva. Um, a lot's happened since then, obviously, but um, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that anyway. Um, I'm fresh from Friday nights, Everton in the community, Goodison Park, sleep out. We have Ben Crawford. How are you, Ben? I'm very well, thanks, mate. I am um, recovered from the sleep out. Yeah, it wasn't that bad to be fair, it wasn't as cold as I thought. Yeah, I managed to get a good six hours sleeping in the end. You get to you actually, got I, to sleep. oh, yeah, easy, mate. As soon as the lights went off, uh, the lights went off at half 11, quarter 12. I was out then, and then I got woke up by old staff walking around saying breakfast ready to be served. So I was, I was great. I had my sleeping bag, my pillars, my all kinds of uh, like stuff on top. He's keep me warm, and yeah, it was all right. You know, what recommend more, it. What was more uncomfortable that or Sunday afternoon? It actually was Sunday afternoon. I think if you had to make me, I'd watch that hour and a half match again or that like nine hour event. Again. I think the events just completely gets over it because there was a lot of positivity at it when I was speaking to Evertones about the Chelsea game. Yeah. It's just same old, isn't it? So yeah, the Goodison Park sleep house, all for a good cause and uh, hopefully um, everyone involved has made a lot of money for charity. The agenda then, pretty self-explanatory. We are going to talk about the Chelsea game and look ahead to the Merseyside derby. Stewie, as it's been a while since you have been on, let's start with you. Shambles, toothless and pathetic. Just some of the words that have been described of Everton's performance against Chelsea. What did you make of it? Um... Like any game this season, what we were maybe talking about before, you you get yourself all looking forward to these games, but we've got a case of televised games lately. I made myself an all-day breakfast, no salmon, pan, we all get round the telly and it was all over after four minutes or five minutes or so. But I think it started about two or three games ago where I got myself up thinking a write-off of a season could have come good with you know, illusions of grandeur with this Champions League potential place and whatever. But I think that, I don't know now, is it um, some of the players, have they pulled the socks up just for Ancelotti coming back and they've, they've gone back into their, their old ways, essentially, because... A lot of them players on the pitch, where it was embarrassing really of, yeah, the good pros, but they they just seem to be yards behind essentially a a very young Chelsea maybe reserve Chelsea midfield, and I think even at the end wasn't it the young lad Crawford? He was a, he looked about twelve. He looked really he, young. Didn't he? he ran the game and got man of the match. 
I mean, Ben, it, Stewie just alluded to everything there, really. But what what were your initial thoughts at follow, following on from the game? Uh, it's just abysmal. I think is the word I've used in all my pieces I've written and everything like that. It's just, it was just disappointing, really, because we come in like like Stewie said. Then we come in to these last three games with a lot of positivity, and we actually thought we were going to kick on and think we are going to turn a write off of a season into something special and it's just not happened we've you know Ancelotti's come in done a good job we've won the games we were expected to win whether as soon as sort of any questions are being asked of us by a difficult fixture or an away game we just crumble like we've always done and you know I was a little bit negative on the show a few weeks ago if you remember back where we were talking ahead of the Arsenal game and I basically foresaw bleak things out of the away fixtures we had coming up and I'm sorry to say that it looks like I was pretty right with that because every time we go away to a top, to a top six side, it just form goes out the window. It doesn't matter if the other team's got half a side out where they've got injury suspensions. We just don't look up for the fight. And actually, I don't think we got anything right. That is probably the way... For me, it's the worst poem to the season because there wasn't a single glimmer of hope. We've had bad games this season, don't get me wrong, where one or two players have still done okay, but not a player on the pitch there comes away with any credit from that game and it really needs a spark reaction for the Liverpool game because if we play like that against what well, let's face it who's going to be what's going to be the league champions then it's going to be a very embarrassing night probably even more embarrassing than when we played them in January I don't want to like be putting fingers at like certain people Stevie and you know but we're obviously we're here to analyse and discuss it so in your opinion who who's to blame and the players or the manager or both it was a mix of everything Um. I don't really like appointing blaming, but when you've had four 18-month managers and you've got that mix of players and you know, playing styles, you know, identities and stuff and whatever, I think we are just obviously suffering from um, little bits of that at the moment. You know, we can go back then to the actual game um Pickford's been you know, given a bit of stick lately, but pulled off a couple of decent saves. Um, Calvert-Lewin, really, that's just his little missing piece. He's scoring goals for fun lately, but his little one-on-one chance because of levels it up and stuff. But maybe the biggest thing, and is a, you know, I've wrote that down to remind me, is you know, we've got... Um, People say you don't know what what you've got until it's gone. Well, Evertonians do, don't we? Two words, it's a Garner gay, isn't it? Mm. That's three words. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the midfield obviously was an issue, wasn't it? And are we still missing that type of player? Well, we've got Gomez, who you're now putting first on the team sheet for me, and he's recovering from a major injury sort of thing, so he, he should essentially only be getting put, um, eased back into games. But Gabon, uh, Schneiderland, Delph, Sigurdsson, Davis is now even Mason Oldgate. For mm. the, the, we haven't got a, 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 a sort of that creative two midfielders who we've always historically just played well together. Yeah, we've got Gomez, but we can't expect miracles from him. But all the others for me at the moment, except maybe Mason Holgate, and and that, and that could be experimental, couldn't it? Like it was, yeah. I think, in the Man U game. He's played well, though, midfield, hasn't he? Met Mason Holgate any time he's ever played there, me. Yeah. I thought. I mean, Ben, 
like I said, don't want to like point blame it. We're not here to do that. But you look at defeats and you try to find out what went wrong. So what what <coughs> went wrong on Sunday? Uh, to bit of a cop out answer, but everything, absolutely everything went wrong. And it's funny that you mentioned Adrisa Gay there because to be honest, I don't think that was the kind of midfielder that we missed actually on Sunday because I think if you put Adrisa Gay in that side instead of Tom Davis, I think we still get beat, but maybe only one or two nil. We're lacking. What we're lacking is that creative driving force in midfield. That I don't think we're missing. Okay, yeah, we're missing a bit of a shield in front of the defence as well, but the whole team's exposed because we've got no one who can get on the ball and create anything. If we, we notice back to the game on Sunday, all we saw from Everton was we pass it out from the back with a high line. Side was pass it amongst the defenders, and then by the time it got to the midfield, Chelsea would just stand in, press the ball off us, and then hit a long ball, a diagonal ball down the side of the defenders and that's how they got in every time so I think we actually needed somebody to get on the ball and take control of the game a bit more maybe that's what Gomez would have done maybe if he was was fully fixed he's still like Sue said then coming back from a really bad injury but I think that's where I think we're missing a bit of industry like a disagree yeah but I think the main overriding thing in that midfield is when you haven't got Andre Gomez who you're relying on all the time which we are at the moment you need somebody else to have that sort of deep play deep lying attacking outlet because we're not getting the ball up to the strikers I think I might think we had one chance that's the only thing I can think of. you know we were 4-0 down in a game with three strikers on the pitch at one point we didn't create a single chance and that was the most worrying thing for me you know if we'd come out of that game with maybe a 4-2 defeat after all it's not as bad because a 4-0 of it but it was a 4-0 the defence was awful and the midfield was awful because they didn't help the defence and even the strikers did okay they didn't get many chances but there was no creation from any of the midfielders, and even Calvert-Lewin, like you said, they should have scored that chance, which maybe makes it a different game. But yeah, I just think everything went wrong in every department. I thought Pickford played actually okay, in my opinion. I don't blame him for any of the goals, but everyone else, including the likes of Mason Holgate, who's been brilliant lately, all of them, I think, let us down on Sunday. And the manager, do you think he's got got a say in it as well? Well, I said to you off air, didn't I? I don't know whether the tactics were 100% right, because... I think what we've been guilty of is playing a high line against teams with pace. I'm surprised, really, especially with Ancelotti coming in. Why don't we do what other teams do, where they go away from home to these so-called picker teams? Why don't we sit in a bit more, sit in a bit more and hit teams on the break quickly? Why do we feel the need to go away from home, play out from the back and try and beat them at their own game? Because we're not good enough at that. I don't know why he's got a team there with Michael Keane and Gibral Sadibi passing it out from the back, trying to look like we're Barcelona, when really the likes of bad examples, but the likes of your Newcastles who've gone away to beat Tottenham, things like that, they sit in deep and hit teams on the break. And that's, okay, it's not progressive, but at the moment, maybe that's all our squad's capable of. And I'd rather go away from home, park the bus and nick a draw and go away and try and be clever and just get absolutely embarrassed, basically like we did on Sunday. What's your assessment of Angelotti so far, Shui? I mean, Ben's obviously talking, I think everything went wrong there, but he's obviously breaking down the little bits. So in terms of since he's he's come, just what, just tell everyone what you think of him so far. What, what are your thoughts? Um, it's been positive largely, you've got it surely. Well, since 2012, uh, Moyes at the end of his reign when he, we got beefs by Liverpool in the semi-final, I just sort of lost me faith in him. And intermittently, um, Martinez, Koeman, you know, never had any faith in Allardyce even whatsoever and stuff. But Ancelotti has come in as a breath I, I've got big respect for him. And I think he's at an age where, you know, he, you know, 
he's still got fire in his belly. This isn't just like a oh a payday for him. I think he's got a real affinity yeah. with the, the fans, and it's all the pieces of fit. And we know we're going to go through this. He needs transfer windows. He needs his time to put his his, his play on things. And I don't even know. Like yeah, Monday. Hopefully, yeah, we do get the win. But it does it actually mean anything this season? I think. I just want An- An- Ancelotti now to. Um, well, it will do if Liverpool can win the league on Monday. <laughs> It'll mean a lot anyway, if we if we beat Liverpool because it's just been too long. Has it? it's been like is it been more or has it been nearly t- it's near ten years this year, isn't it? Oh, Since mean. we beat them in any competition, wanna... home or away, ten years. So don't we can't have that as well. Don't even want to think about the records. Hmm. What I'm just trying to get over with on Monday is it's not now. Um, yeah, dependent on results and stuff. But I'm not. I don't know. I'm a bit of a. And Everton's are, as they say, sort of thing that uh, I'm not really bitter and stuff and whatever. No, got yeah. some good pals who are Liverpoolians, so I won't go down that route really. I'm not a, yeah. got no room for hate in my life, Ian and Ben, really, sort of thing. But not yet, I still anyway. don't think. Um, what did I say? No, no, say not yet, anyway. Oh, and I, <laughs> no, well, I've had in the past and stuff, but all I want off. Everton on Monday is that bit of you no know, fight and that's what performance. I, what was the if we can talk about highlights in the season for me? It, for me, it, it's just been that Duncan sort of two weeks, isn't it? Sort of thing. Yeah. You know, obviously when we Ancelotti was getting mentions and stuff, he can't have done more. No, even his little trip to Bootle this week was, um, <laughs> yeah, you know. Taking in good bit fun and stuff, wasn't it? He is a, a, a he, he's an Everton. He's got that Everton manager feel through and through, almost like a a, a, a Kendall and stuff. And that's the the closest manager I can feel that he's like. I'm never going to say he's going to be like that, but I, I just think now for the rest of the season, he has he can just maybe do no. He won't. He'll be careful, but he's got to either play players for the shop window or he's got to. You know, maybe try a few different things, isn't it? You no, know, is that Anthony Gordon's and stuff? You no, know, what's happened to Beningami and stuff? You no, know, is, is he gone now? But he could be that type of holding midfielder. But what he was getting billed as a couple of years ago. But as your question is, I I I really like Carlo Ancelotti as I think. Yeah, hundred percent of Evertonians that do. I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about him so far. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously the result was terrible, wasn't it, yesterday? And but I think maybe you need to look at the bigger picture. So like the past three games, regardless of the you know, the positions that the three teams <laughs> we faced have been in, yeah. Arsenal, United and Chelsea. You know, we played well against Arsenal. We played in this well, certainly in the second half we played well. United played well in the second half and we should have won the game. Are we being a little bit too critical? As a whole, not 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 on the performance against Chelsea because it was terrible. Yeah. But in terms of, ah, it's Arsenal, Man United, and Chelsea. They're still massive teams. What what did we really expect to come out with? Of the, I know we, you know, a couple of weeks ago we we were saying because we were in with the show for Europe, it'd be great if we end up with five, six, seven points. But these teams are still, you know, massive quality players. United, you know, hitting form at the wrong time. Chelsea, probably the best team out of the three. Very lucky against Arsenal. So, are we being a little bit too critical over the past couple of weeks? Because obviously, we have dropped down the table, only picked up one point. 
I don't know that we are being too harsh, actually, and this is my negative hat on again. At the end of the day, I, I get what you're saying about the performance second half against Arsenal, but I thought we were quite poor against Man United first half. We played well second half and we were lucky not to win it. But at the end of the day, we're, we're still losing. We're still losing these games and that's that's where the book stops for me. I'm, I'm absolutely, I mean, I'm just tired, really, of us getting our hopes up and coming away from the like, like we did last season under Silva, come away from the Emirates with a 2-0 win. Oh, but we were unlucky. The other goal was offside. It doesn't matter. We're still losing every chance we get to, to progress. We lose. And that's, it's just the frustrations outweighing any kind of other feeling I can get about it, really. I think, yeah, I know what you're saying. They're all good teams, but they're not great teams. They're certainly to be got at. That is probably... Is that not probably the worst Chelsea team we're going to play for the next five years? Because they're definitely going to go backwards on what they are now, doing a season transition. Is that not the worst Man United team we've seen in, God, mm-hmm. how long? You know, is that not the worst Arsenal team we've seen in years? And we still go and we still get beaten no matter how we play. And, you know, at the end of the day, we've gone in, especially the Arsenal game, because that was the big one for me, where that was our point to turn the corner. We went to the Arsenal game we were above them in the league on better form than them I probably would have said we were a better team we certainly had a better manager than them and we probably played best on the day but guess what we still lost and that so we are being maybe we can be a bit harsh on the performance but at the end of the day this squad of players now they're just exhausting every kind of bit of positivity out of me because every time we just get that little baby step closer to feeling like it's our Everton again and feeling like we're going to achieve something, just slap it back in our face and it's happened again on Sunday. Does it not change the fact though that even those players that played on Sunday that were awful, we still had those players before the Arsenal game and everyone's saying they're not good enough anyway. Yeah, exactly. You're right, a lot of them aren't good enough and a lot of them hopefully will be moving on but at the same time, I think a lot, of, like I've said there, a lot of the other teams that we've played there have got players exactly like that. Like Arsenal are probably going to have a fire sale in the summer and get rid of loads of players. They're not they're not all players that are Teta once at the club and things like that. So it was just, it's a real sense of opportunity this season for me. That's the overwhelming feeling. It's not that we're that, we're that great and we're underachieving. It's not as if other teams are that bad. But you know what? They're as bad as they're going to be. Again, and it, even one summer this next season, you're going to have teams like United, the Arsenal, the Chelsea's. They're only going to get and Tottenham, especially. They're only going to get better. They're not going to regress again. So this was our chance this season, and we haven't took it. So I don't care what anyone says. I I felt Arsenal. We played well in you know the second half, and we could have easily won that game. Mm. Probably at least should have got a draw. United. Okay, we took the lead in a bizarre way, and then they came back into it. But second half did more than enough to win that game. And obviously the VAR decision has kind of messed everything up. So do you think the ending to last week's game has had a bit of an adverse effect on the players' mentality in terms of what we can achieve this season? Because regardless of tactics and the players that he put out there, I just felt we were so flat against Chelsea. We we just didn't, didn't even get going. And Chelsea were at the races. Do you think the VAR decision has just completely dropped us from all all chances um, VAR over the season isn't it we've had um, been repeatedly kicked in the in the vase you could say you yeah. know the, the Brighton <laughs> Leicester Liverpool games spring to mind and then after the Man U game I'm still unsure if I'll ever celebrate a goal again yeah that's the point joyous moments being ripped away from us by bureaucrats replaced instead by a fear of becoming a premature celebrator. Hmm. That's what I feel like now. I'm a premature celebrator. Well, I mean, the United game, I, I probably 
celebrated, went nuts for about a good four, five seconds, and then everyone around me was still jumping around. And I realised that, well, I didn't know they were going to disallow, but I thought they're going to check it, which they did. I just, I just felt like. But why did they only check it for like seconds? And then you were like me; I didn't even realise the um, the way Sir Gordon got took out. Yeah. That was that led to him just lying there and stuff. The part of the game, Ian Ben, now is that it's lying on the the, um, the side of the the team. That you no, know, I don't know. Over the years, we've had it where you've we've had, the decisions have made part of the game, and that Man United goal is an example of getting the wind taken out of your sails because every other um, decision over the years has been given to the team that the, the benefit of the doubt basically hasn't. It? And everyone is still arguing about. Off goal, um, the line of sight, all this rubbish. It was a, it was a goal, a last minute one that we've been the victim of numerous times this season and stuff. And it would, it could have been like a whole different story now. Of yeah, yeah, it, 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 it does give you that um, pick me up and stuff and whatever. But the hard luck story about the VAR, we can be, be a bit of hard cheese, basically, can't it and stuff that. You, there's all conspiracy theories. We haven't had a penalty. No, surely it's the old. You've got to make your own luck, haven't you? In the derby. We have to get one in the derby, wouldn't it? Penalty. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we'll get one. Then will we? Or Moyes Keane at stuff. Be nice. Moyes Keane. No, you just want him. Just play him now, isn't it? Sort of thing. For me, he's still. Yeah, he still looks a little bit raw and stuff and whatever, but. Mm. I, 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 I want him to do well. So give him a run think, now yeah. to the end of the season while it's not to play forward, and you, yeah, you give him a run. Well, I mean, the, just, just, I just think that we were so, so slow in getting out the <coughs> blocks on on Sunday. Mm. I, I just think I felt horrendous after the United game, <laughs> and it carried on for a good couple of days. Surely that's got to have it have an impact on the players as well. I know, you know, there's a suggestion or you know an argument that you know. The players need to motivate themselves, and the coaches and the manager needs to do that as well. But you know, you, you just go and look what's happened to United. They've been in a rich vein of form. I think they've won huge amounts of games, the most amount of games in a row since Solskjaer has been there. They get that, you know, that decision against us, and then they've just gone and beat Manchester City. Where does look what's happened to us? No, I get what you mean. It it can work like that momentum. where it gives you momentum it's got, it's swung, completely gone. Uh, yeah I completely agree with you but I, I still don't think it excuses that below par performance we got on Sunday you know <clears throat> we were we were unlucky with the Man United game yeah it's it's a different world we live in if Manchester United get beat there they probably don't go and beat City yeah but I still don't think that means we go to Chelsea and it, because I just don't think we had the quality above anything. I remember I said earlier, you know, like I don't think we missed that address again. Like, I think we missed the creative player. I mean, I thought we made Ross Barkley look like a whale beater on Sunday. You know, he got man of the match, got two assists. He ran rings around us, and that's not because of any momentum shift from a VAR decision. That's, you know, surely when they go on the pitch that they're focused. And if it is a problem where that VAR decision has gone against us and we've sort of not reacted right. That's a mentality problem in itself. Because you look at, I mean, again, I hate mentioning it, but you look at Liverpool at the weekend, they were quite annoyed because they perceived what should have been a disallowed goal for Bournemouth, they believe, right? Did they react by moaning and losing it? No, they didn't. They went out and did a professional job and won from it. And other teams have bounced back from bad VAR decisions this season. Mm. But So that shows a lot about 
the characters of in that squad where if that's going to affect him, I don't think for one minute the likes of you see the worst players on the pitch for me with like of Michael Keane uh, and Sadibi and Tom Davis. I, I, I don't see an eventuality where they Saturday worrying about the Man United game while Pedro and Ross Barkley and William are running past them. They're more concentrating on Chelsea, but they just didn't have the quality for me, and that was that's that's the thing. So yeah, momentum's a massive thing in football, and who that we'll never know what could have happened, but. I think we've just got to try and not take VAR as as the blame for our season because it has hit us at bad times this season. But I think it shows a good team about how you bounce back from adversity like that rather than crumbling underneath it. Gilfie Sigerson's taken a lot of the brunt from a lot of Everton fans, Stewie. Um, in your opinion, is it, is it justified? Was he, was he that bad on Sunday? Has he been that bad over the course of the season? Um, I've heard Carlo saying he's doing the job that he's asking him to do and essentially being a guilty fan sort of thing but it just does seem something has again has happened to him with a big loss of confidence you know, he has a couple of moments again um, it, during the game where there's like heads in his hands and stuff nothing this is what we're going back to again the, the rub of the green a little bit of luck and stuff anything even a Last season, he, he still t- seemed to have like a 100% work, work ethic. I, I used to keep my eye on him. I, I, I like watching Gilfie, but um, that was last week, wasn't it? The free kick for um, and Baines was stood out. You were like, oh, again, yeah, in hindsight, anything he's hitting, nothing's. Mm. And then. You hit the bar with that one, didn't he? Close, um, yeah. Was it the post or the bar? Yeah, yeah. So lucky, wasn't he, but. Well, I thought the other one that just at the outside the edge of the area, it's sort of, um, I think it just hit the wall, that one. He did, he did another, another one, one that yeah, hit the wall yeah. as well, yeah, yeah. Trying to forget last Sunday, to be honest. But like the goal, <laughs> um, this Sunday. I think Chelsea's second goal, wasn't it, where he just found that little corner or the thing, that, that, that's a, a, a guilty goal sort of thing, isn't it? He just, I don't know, at the moment, is he being asked to you know, do something he's not comfortable with, but then... That's what he gets paid for and stuff, but I wouldn't put all of the the blame onto him. But I think he he is a bit of a luxury player at the moment. Yeah. That you might have to um, give him a little rest if, if if it's needed, I suppose. I mean, Carlos sticking with him. Yeah, he's yeah. the captain when you know Coleman's not there. He's almost being shoehorned in the team, isn't he? You know, it's the yeah, yeah. cliche square pegs and round holes. Yeah. You know, one minute he's playing on the right. He started on the left against Chelsea. I, I mean, from what I, when I was watching it, he kind of ended up back on the right against Chelsea then, but then he changed <laughs> to a 4-3-3 and went back in the middle. Yeah. You know, when you're doing that, that quite clearly is something, something's wrong, isn't it? But, I mean, we all know Gilfie's, you know, his future probably is going to lie away from Everton in the near future. But how, how are we meant to get the best out of him right now? Because we, we as Jimmy just said then, he's got qualities but we're not getting the best out of him when we need to, don't we? Absolutely. I think if he is going to try and shoe all him into the team, and I don't really know why, when we've got other players fit now, Gomez is back. He's got to play centrally for a start because he's not a winger. He's never been a winger at Everton. He hasn't got the pace to play in the wing. He doesn't stay wide enough. So that, that for me, needs to be ruled out straight away. I can get why he wants him on the pitch sometimes because the last few games, his set pieces have been of a decent quality. You know, we've against Arsenal created two set piece goals. We've scored from corners a lot recently, and that's I think a big part of Ancelotti's game is getting more goals from set pieces. 
but it just doesn't contribute enough to all-around play. But then again, do any of the other options? You know, I'd love to think that Kabamon would miraculously make it, you know, make a comeback and be able to start the derby and then solve these problems for us. But unfortunately, he's not going to, probably going to play consistently until the end of the season. So what other options have you got for me? Tom Davis was terrible. And I mean, I, I like Tom Davis, but he was awful against Chelsea. He was absolutely awful. So if it's a choice between him and Sigurds in the middle, you can't pick between them. I don't think we've got any real options that stand out, especially, I mean, actually put Delph ahead of two of them, really. I wouldn't. I don't really like him either. But while we're struggling for central midfielders, I, t- I don't mind him shoehorning him into the central midfield if he's got no other options. But when you've got the likes of Bernard, Walcott, even you've got Moise Keane there, so you can put Richarlison back at what, there's no excuse for me for playing him on like the left or right-hand side because you know he's not in the best of form anyway. And he certainly doesn't look like he's got the fire in his belly that he used to have, like Stu alluded to then about his work rate. So if you're going to shoehorn him into the team, shoehorn him into a part of the team that's weak and do it out of necessity, don't then... Do it while you've got other options. Don't put them on the left-hand side when you've got other players who are better who can play on the left-hand side. But by all means, if you've got no best options in the middle, put them there for set pieces. But for me, you say his future looks like a lie elsewhere. I don't think it does. I don't think anyone in the world is going to pay his wages. I don't uh, think it's a case of transfers, but who's going to pay him 150 grand a week? Are, are they definitely better, those players? I agree in terms of yeah, yeah. for balance of the team. Yeah. But- What's Walcott done this season? Nothing. What's Bernard done this season? Absolutely nothing. Not he's th- starting to do my head in, to be honest, Bernard. Bernard, do you not think yeah. he's had an okay... I don't think Bernard's been anywhere near as bad as Sigurdsson. Okay, he wasn't great the other day, but I don't think I'd put him in the same bracket as Sigurdsson. And even Iwobi, he's still... He's not doing it at the moment, but he's still got more of a chance of developing into a good player for me. The problem with Gilfie Sigurdsson, he's already 30, 31 this year. I think, yeah, I think he's 30. You know, he's not going to improve. At least somebody like an Awobi or a Bernard might be able to improve. I think Bernard's been okay this season when I've seen him at times, especially when he's played at home. So, you know, even Anthony Gordon, he's a left winger. I'd rather him put faith in someone like that or put Richarlison out wide than be shoehorn and Gilfie Sigurdsson into a team when we've got options. Like I say, central midfield, fine, we haven't got anyone. But we shouldn't be putting him out on the wing when, all right, Theo Walcott's have been great either, but he's still, for me, I'd rather see him line up on the right-hand side than Sigurdsson. I would, because at least he's... At least he's a right winger. And a lot of these players now, Bennett, they've run out of excuses. They've had all the different managers, you know, you know, say this and that and whatever. On Monday, they've got to go out and run through brick walls. Some of these teams that we're seeing in the Premier League this season, like Sheffield United and yeah. Wolves, they, they all work for each other. They're all you know, talking and shouting to each other. You're just sometimes even observing from... Um, the Gladys that they're arguing with each other or no, they, they don't seem to be playing with, with, with each other. It's got to be now. Look, you've got nothing else to lose, nothing else to prove. Get out there and let's, well, let's start on Monday. Let, just let's see what this season can turn into because another two defeats, you're on that. That's what, how we, I think, when we last met, wasn't it? We were proper in fear of relegation and stuff and obviously all that then changed what we said we had the the Duncan two weeks sort of thing then Ancelotti's come out in they've all pulled the socks up but I've listed them there Liverpool Norwich Leicester Tottenham Southampton Wolves Villa Sheffield United Bournemouth no you could go through all of them like I've tried to score them but you get beaten then them next two games isn't it yeah we're saying we're not 
going down, but we haven't we, we, we haven't got over them forty or forty two points and stuff, have we? What but are we on? Thirty seven. Thirty-seven. I don't think we'll go that. I, I actually think the fixtures are a little bit more favourable than than you might think because I think other than Liverpool and, and we've got Tottenham away as well. I think that's all the top six sides. I think we've got to play. So I, I'm I never think... fearing relegation now. Like what mm. I thought at the, the start of the season and um, Silver, we we talk, you know you, you're yeah. always wanting them to get it going a little bit sort of thing. But I just fear we fell back into this sort of. We're an easy team now to to, to, to beat. And We're only, only four games secure. away from a crisis, aren't you? Yeah, well, That's what they always say. We've had two now, and so. you can't do Pingo with Ancelotti. Yeah, he's got room to, um, no, no, say to some players that's it, or that that try different things and stuff and whatever. But they've got to start by you no. Know, some players are going to start getting maybe abuse at Goodison if they don't put in a performance on Monday and that's not going to be nice to hear or see and stuff, isn't it? So The world's going to be watching as well. The, the derby's world. the perfect you know, match, if anything, to, to get the players motivated. You don't need any motivations that you should be motivated anyway. I mean, I, I still think, despite the horrendous performance on Sunday, I think maybe being a little bit harsh, I okay. still think Arsenal, United, Chelsea, regardless of them not being what they used to be. They're still good teams. And deep down, Ben, I'd love to go back to the podcast where we said how many points we get. Yeah. I'm sure you probably said two or three at the most, I reckon. But we know with hindsight now that we, we could have had, we could have beat Arsenal. Even we didn't not, play bad, the, the did draw. we? We didn't play we, bad. Sh- we had it, we should have beat Man U. It was only then, yeah, Chelsea were on blob. We'd we done the same to them. That was uh, Duncan's game, wasn't it? That Okay, it's a... Mm. But 4-0, and it could have been, yeah, we could have equalised, but really, they, they, they missed another... It could have been six. It could have been really embarrassing, couldn't it? You know, it, is, it, it go ahead, sorry. Sorry, uh, yeah, just on the... Uh, like we did their prediction. At home, it's a completely different animal. I get that. Uh, if we were playing Arsenal-Chelsea home, yeah, we've, we've beaten Chelsea home, we drew at Arsenal. Yeah, fine, it's the away form that gets me. And I think if we think back to a couple of, uh, the podcast a couple of weeks ago, I thought we'd get beaten at Arsenal, get beaten Chelsea, but I thought we'd beat United. Because, again, the home form. So, so we've... Underperformed by two points in your estimation. Uh, yeah, well, uh, well, yeah, but it was harsh against Man United. But my point was, I wasn't surprised that we got beat by Arsenal, no, Chelsea. But I that's, wouldn't. but that's not because. But I don't think they're a good team. We I don't think they're good teams. We have lost all three of those games, really, considering the form United are in. Yeah, I just, I, I know what it's like with the history of Arsenal and Chelsea, those kind of teams. But I just look at them, and especially Arsenal, they've been a broken side all season. I, they've I been worse than us. Angelotti's done a fantastic job in steadying the ship and you know Oh absolutely I'm not gonna go in. And I think what we said before Arsenal is that we were gonna need have to do Everton were gonna have to do something that they'd never done before. The reason that we were in a fight for Europe in the Champions League was one because this city ban is obviously looming. Yeah. Fifth place was potentially up for grabs for the Champions League. And two, we were playing teams within it with like around us in the league. So it was yeah. like a, a six pointer. It effectively, so if we'd won all those three games, you know, we would have effectively taken points off the teams right next to us. Okay, it, it hasn't happened that way. And, you know, although we are still in a shelf for Europa League, it's looking very unlikely. And I, I don't think we, we will get it. But it, it just goes back to me the fact that we've got a, a mishmash of players from, as you said there before, Stewie, from four or five different managers. And 
he's basically trying to shoehorn not just Sigurdsson, every single player yeah. within that team. You know, you've got, you, you mentioned the other options there, apart from Sigurdsson, which I, I, I completely agree, Sigurdsson sh- should not be playing on the wing. But Awobi is not really effective on the wing either. We know his best and his, his more, you know, better performances have come when he's played as a number 10. Bernard, again, I was probably a little bit harsh where he's, he, he, he's I think he's still everything. right, mate. He's, he's a good player, but he, does, he doesn't do enough. Walcott, good player. Do we play to his strengths? I don't think we do. I don't even think he's a good player, Walcott. He's got a great attitude and he's a really hard-working lad, but he's not good enough. I don't think he's good enough. I, I think he's a, he's a good player. I just don't think we, we play to his strengths. He's more, you know, Hit you on the break. to a, a counter-attack. Maybe we should have tried that against us. Like I said before, sit deep, soak up the press, knit them on the break rather than go out and try and play football. Because when you go to go toe-to-toe with them, they've wiped the floor. That maybe if we'd have sat back and brought them on to us, then it might have worked out a little bit better. But I'd say it's obviously a wonderful thing, isn't it? The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The View from the Gladys Street podcast. All these players, like what we're mentioning, like maybe Awobi and Davies, I struggle with their identity. I don't know. I've grew up, obviously, with the the, the great 85 team and stuff, with, and even then some of Moises' teams he put together, you knew exactly what they were going to do and you'd be getting chances in a game and stuff. And then, like what Ben's saying here, we've struggled from these few years of... Not having, you know, playing out from the back, not having the players to do it. But, but Walcott's obviously like a Michael Owen of the time. It, it was his pace and stuff, wasn't it? And all to see him now as a, a true pro, a consummate pro of he'll try and do the right thing, but his touch is gone. No, he seems to just like knocking in the middle, don't, doesn't really take a, a, a player on. Yeah, he's had a couple of little nuggets here and there and stuff, but the future at Everton with me doesn't lie with a a Walcott type of player and then, yeah, maybe an Awobi type player, but who is he? What does he do? No, I don't well, know. It's a concern, isn't it? Because we've only just bought a Wobie and he's, yeah. he's not he's not figuring, you know, featuring, sorry, at all. In, doesn't uh, suit it, does he? Angelotti's plans, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because we played like, the, you know, the three, you know, Chelsea, United and Arsenal, I don't, what I'm trying to say is I don't want to be like, because we all thought we were in with the show for the Champions League, and then everyone's just, oh, because we, we haven't won the last year, I don't want to be going back to like, oh, well, you know, they're awful. We, we already knew they were awful. I the, don't think the it's still the Champions League, Ian. No, There's the Europa League. That's just, all Ever- Evertonians just want that. You know, yeah. that. We'd see even that now as a major success of this season. Yeah, sort definitely. Of no, I, I, I agree. I just meant, sorry, I meant Europe in, in general. Yeah. But did like... The, the Wofford result really probably papered over cracks, didn't it? That were already oh, yeah. there. You know, I've said, Anzotti's come in and he's steadied the ship and we've looked a lot better. Defensively, he's been scoring goals. He's managed to get Richardson, Dominic Carvalho in performance, but really nothing has changed. As you said, it's going to it's gonna take a couple of windows, isn't it? And mm. I don't want to be, that's what I don't, obviously expectation had risen since, um, since we beat Wofford and then going into the Arsenal game. And now it's, it's obviously just, you know, come down with a, a bit of a wallop from the, the past couple of games. But really, we went, We were always never really going to get Europe. I don't, I don't think we were anyway. I think on this season and the, the, the players we essentially have got, Ian and Ben, is, you know, we should... Um, they're all good pros and stuff. You no, know, Ancelotti might even, mightn't even need 
windows essentially. They just need to. Why did they have that fire in the belly when? You know, mm. Is this just your modern day player who will give that bit extra for? Um, no, oh yeah, the, the, the manager's been sacked now. I'll show them what I can do and stuff. And then yeah. they, they they give it, then they drop it back off and stuff. No, there's no excuses for them now no more. They've got a no. He must be sending them out with, with some sort of plan. But essentially, he says at the end of that game that he, they, they, they've let themselves down, didn't he? And I think he's no, he's he doesn't suffer any fools and stuff. And that's what I don't think he would, would even on Monday. No, try any kids. No, he's a professional footballer, getting paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a week, and. You're gonna you're gonna show it, and that's that. How many Everton players have you seen just pulling out of a, you no, know, a, a little fifty-fifty sort of thing, mm. or you no, know, not not giving that just that little bit of an extra effort and stuff, isn't it? It's it's just happening all too often, yeah. in, and they've gotten how what we've said. What is it? Nine, nine games left to try, and Europe is still a possibility if we can have that final push and run, but. Each game, that's um, I don't know, yeah, Liverpool and Norwich, isn't it? That's going to be a Norwich has been postponed. Now, yeah, it's it? been rearranged. We don't know where it is yet, do we? Mm. So that might jump. Just to Leicester, the, Leicester it? Game. got three weeks off after the Liverpool yeah, game. I can't we? wait for these three weeks. <laughs> Great, isn't it? It's going to be fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Um, ben, when Roy Keane speaks, most of the time people do tend to listen, and yeah, yeah. one thing that's been picked up on, you know, following. The, the game was that he believes this is going to be Angelotti's toughest job in yeah. football. Do you agree with him? Hundred percent. I, I complete. You know he's very volatile. Sometimes Roy Keane can be a bit blunt, but he's also can what, be. <laughs> well, all right, he's very blunt, but he's also one of the greatest, if not the greatest, midfielder in the Premier League era. So you've got to sort of listen when he does say something. But he said, didn't he, that we were forget about Europe because we're way off. After that performance, I kind of agree with them. I think what we've just said then, like, we haven't got the players, have we, who are good enough? You know, <clears throat> regardless of who we're playing against, I think we are, well, in terms of Champions League quality, we are way off because, like I say, I can't really reiterate it enough. We've gone to Chelsea and they had so many suspensions and injuries, by the way. You know, they did, I, you know, it wasn't quite a reserve team they had out, but they had so many changes enforced. Mm. And they just ran rings around what is currently our best 11. And that's... That that just speaks volume. So I I do know what he's saying, and yeah, I do. Although he's done it in a not as quite a poetic way as maybe we have on this show, he's right in saying that we are way off. And Ancelotti, great man, got a great manager in charge now, and he's get the best out until the end of the season. Try and sneak the Europa League, but if not, build for next season and just completely cull that squad of all these players who are letting them down week after week. I mean, it's an interesting point that you just finished on there, and I'll ask Stewie. Ben thinks. We need to call the squad, which I'm sure Definitely. you will completely agree with them. But is it naive or are we, is it realistic to say that that whole squad is going to be gone? I don't think it, I don't think it will happen, by the way. But I think it, it needs to. But I don't think it's as easy as said. It's easy said I mean. and done. Yeah, That's what I mean. So it's it's tough, isn't it? Because you you'd expect maybe what three outs from that at the most, because they're all on mega wages. They're not going to go to another club unless that. That then wages are met and the valuation is met. Well, we've got quite a um, few players in that position at the moment, but you go back to like Roy Keane, yeah, um, consummate pro, great player, no one's outers, but um, still in that team, wasn't it? No, 
you had um, Alex Ferguson, who was a, a, a great motivator and a great manager, but you still, still did have your Phil Nevilles and Gary Nevilles, who were in, you know, they, they admit they weren't sort of, yeah, still good footballers, but I think we just missed all of the, the points here is we've got the players, we just haven't got the team. We just, you know, you don't know what's going on in the dressing room. You no, know, we've got a lot of South American players, haven't we? You no, know, got, um, I think last week we had seven English players on the pitch and stuff. You now, is there a clash of sort of personalities or is there little cliques growing and stuff and whatever? All we've got to just try and find out is they've got to put all that aside. And yeah, but now we've got an Italian manager. He must be able to bring them together at the fact they all know how to play football and try and get us winning a a few more games or as many games as we can in the next eight or nine games, isn't it? But a massive cull, it's never going to happen because you're talking about you know million pound contracts like you've seen with Umar Niasi he's not going anywhere fast is he till he well his contract's up at the end of the season yeah. so he can go for nothing but we're not going to get any money for him are we no well I'll, I'll keep the last segments of the podcast as short as possible you're going to ask us predictions aren't you well I will but um, Liverpool obviously Monday we had touched on first briefly, day, but we haven't just got the the issue of facing Liverpool on Monday. We've got the issue or the anxious weight of potentially Liverpool going to Goodison as champions, or arriving at Goodison and potentially having a chance of winning the league. It's just it's horrendous, isn't it? It is, but you know what? It's just every year this fixture draws up new ways. It's just humiliating, so I'm not really bothered. You know, last year I don't think we'll ever get. I never thought we'd get worse than last season when Origi scored that. Lucky goal, you know, at the end of that was ridiculous because we actually played well that day. And from that point on, you, it, it can't really get worse, you know, but it will. <laughs> so, you know, uh, sorry, we thought it couldn't get worse. And then we played the kids at Anfield and got embarrassed. So it just seems we go from one superlative to another to just humiliate ourselves in front of everyone when we play Liverpool. So I wouldn't be surprised if they win the title at Goodison or they go and we have to give them a guard of honour because every time this fixture comes up, Give or take last season when we actually got a credible draw against them and we stopped them winning the league. It never seems, it, it's something always seems to bite us on the backside. So, yeah, I'm not looking forward to it as much as I would have been if we'd have got some decent results. You know, we'd been fighting tooth and nail for the Champions League, but we've just got to hope Carlo can pull, pull a rabbit out the half for us and we can get something. I agree with Ben there. These, um, oh my God moments, these only should happen once in a blue moon. Come every season. And we can name them now, with, mm. and it sends like a shudder down your spine, isn't it? The, the what, we, what we call the Pickford goal. McAllister, all them years ago when Gary McAllister well, scored that free kick. The latest one even, that's the, the, the Newcastle draw as it's known now, the, the unbelievable. <laughs> and is it just sour grapes? But on Monday, I, I said at the start of the show, I haven't got, no, there's no, no real better feeling for me to just try and, Go to that game. I'm not bothered. I've I've seen Everton fans and the Gladstone modern city to win a few years ago with the, you know, the the way the league was going. No, I always just want Everton to win. I want us to put a performance in. But there's no thing to be saying. If how can we worry about Liverpool when we essentially want to aspire to be that team like a forward line that like you don't even know interlink and stuff, isn't it? You midfield, mm-hmm. they go from. 
we do long balls, but they don't. They do sort of like um, long, long passes. passes and stuff. No, we've got to start saying if no, and it might might be hard to swallow, but we want to we want to mm. start yeah. playing like a Liverpool team, don't we? A Man City team and stuff. So, and that's the only way to start is on Monday. But maybe going back to a bit a, a bit of the Duncan mentality is keep it simple because if we start. Messing around, passing it out from the back up. against Liverpool, it's we are just shooting ourselves in the foot. Ben, is he? It's not, and you know what? Like, like I've just said, there, I think we've, I've run out of all kind of hope, motivation to go into this game being dead excited, thinking we're going to win it, thinking this time's going to be different. So I hope they surprise me, and they do turn up, and they get a good draw, or God forbid, it a win, you know, and send us all into rapture on the morning. Because at least it would be, you know, a slight upturn. On they thought they were going to come and win the league goes and we beat them, but it, nothing really matters because we could go there on Monday night win eight nil. Doesn't mean a bean because Liverpool are going to win the league and credit to them and we're not. So essentially, we've just got to, you know, even if we're two nil up with two minutes to go, we're going to be expecting the worst through all the things we've gone through. So it's out of hope rather than expectation. I think I don't know whether you agree with me. It's hope rather than expectation going into this game. Because I don't go into that game fancying us to get anything, but I hope we will. That's what that's my overriding feeling. Well, does it bother Adria that Liverpool could potentially win the league? No, it doesn't bother me. So, it I mean, it does, but does it bother you? I've said it. I don't want to start getting um, negative fan mail and stuff. Ian, you know what I mean? Where <laughs> I am abuse a, on Twitter. Um, I am just not at a um, like going down that road sort of thing because I was brought up. With football at the end, you you shook hands and you give the, the the team a cheer and stuff and whatever. I know it's all a lot of things have happened and whatever sort of thing. But in my mind, you no, know, I am just an Evertonian, and all that game is on Monday is you no. Know, hopefully, I always just want to beat Liverpool, but I don't mind. Really care if they win the league, the Champions League, because that's what I I want us to be doing and gloating and having the you no know, the good banter and stuff and whatever sort of thing. But how can I not wish you no know, my, my really good friend who's got you no know, a son and meet a lady in work who's been to Anfield for fifty years and stuff and she's lovely and whatever. That, that's I'll just always see the the positive in, in things. I won't have any. Um, I'm not bothered, but I always, obviously, I want Everton to win on Monday. But as in a prediction, I'm finding it. You no, know, if they, if they, because they've been on a little bad run, is there any better time to even be playing them with a bit of fire in your belly? But as Ben says, ah, look, they'll come back and you know get the the mojo back, won't they? Oh, you cry, both in it. Let ourselves down every our time. And stuff again, maybe. <laughs> Open the door. Well, I think it's safe to say Liverpool will win the league this season, but obviously it's. It's down to City now. It's in City's hands as to when they are. Don't want them to win it before the players. That's the only thing. I don't mind if they win it at Goodison because getting beat and being at a derby is bad enough, so it's not really going to make much difference. I don't really want to be giving them a guard of honour and all that, though, because that's just rubbing in your face, isn't it? But in terms of winning it at, by beating us, if they beat us, fair enough, because they deserve to. Yeah, fair enough. Horrible, this, isn't it? This is like therapy gone even worse this week, isn't it? Because we're like... Oh man, it's horrible. Yeah. Well, we'll finish off with predictions then. So, <laughs> Stewie, you're going to be positive. Um, I can't. 
Right. End it there. End the podcast there. Yeah. That, that is that the is over. Your from the Goddard Street podcast. Well, yes. I cool. just said then, if if Liverpool are um, essentially haven't been playing well, but still winning games, but Everton can, it could be a classic <laughs> as in that match. But for me, it just got no sort of really big deep meaning to it because obviously they've they've been um, they're not they're not the invincibles. No, they um, they can't they can't essentially no. I don't know. I don't think there's any sort of gloating. They can get the points record, can't they? Yeah. Well, that's not. That's. I don't know. It just comes to me as an interesting Monday night game of football. I, I hope we win. But if it, if it, if there is any prediction, I, I can't know where you can say sometimes. Oh, if it all comes good for us, we'd win three or four nil. I think it'd be a scrappy no one nil, maybe two one, something like that. Yeah. If we win, but you you know the other way around, they, they, they could be t- three or four nil for them, couldn't it? So I just don't want us to embarrass ourselves. That's the main thing because we're the whole world is going to be watching this game in every country up and down the globe. Just hope sure, we don't. Pride back in Everton, what we're about, Ben, isn't it? So well, that's it. But the whole what I'm saying is the whole nation and world's going to be watching this game. So now's the time to put in that performance yeah. and try and put everything to bed because. It's all long over you. I'm not even going to give you a score prediction because it's not. It's Back not. You well, uh, all right, uh, all right. <laughs> my head or my heart, my heart. I'll say one all. My head three 0 Liverpool because I, I. You know what? That Chelsea game's completely changed my opinion. I've been saying all along we're going to draw against Liverpool. They're not going to win the league, Goodison, because they're not going to beat us at Goodison. But after, if they turn up like that Chelsea game, mate, we'll get murdered. Got yours, Ian. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, make yeah, Ian no, do one. <laughs> um, two one to them. I think we'll probably give a good, good account of ourselves. I think we'll bounce back in terms of yeah, attitudes. a good performance. Yeah, not embarrass ourselves and come away with some credit and some green shoots. And that's that. <laughs> if we well, if well. we win three 0 can I come on next week? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it from the pub. All right, well, lads, thank you for coming on. Thanks ben. for having thank us in. Cheers, Stewie. Thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we go? We have done about fifty odd minutes, but that was that was. Is what was all on the agenda? It but was overall very positive. I thought from my side, you know, I was very positive about the Blues. Absolutely not. But you know what? They don't give me reason to change, Ian. So I'm not going to change until they give me reason to. Well, the highlights of the season so far, isn't it? Is the the, the new ground images, speedo mix war, yeah. and the coronavirus wiping out humanity. <laughs> oh, let's just do it before Monday. Let's let it wipe everyone out before Monday. That's, that's how bad our season's been. Oh well. It can't well it come can, on the blues, and it, it can still get worse. Well, real time. Can it? What, what is what? What's what you in football and teams? What's your your highlight of the season so far? Mine is probably the Duncan games. You know what yeah, I mean? that's, yeah, it that's is. It is to be fair, the Duncan yeah. games against or, Chelsea. Funny enough, you no, know what it is for me actually. Pointing at Chelsea when that announcement come through before second. the Arsenal game. When I saw, I looked at my Twitter and I saw it refresh, and I saw Carlo Ancelotti had actually been announced before yeah, the Arsenal game. So I was already buzzing because I was going to match, and I just thought that is. That is the most ridiculous thing because I was on here. I'll admit it, I was on this podcast with you and saying he's never going to even pick up the phone. He'll see Mercedes number and he'll just go, "Nah, you're all right." But fair enough. So we've got to believe in the man. But those highlights that you said, the Duncan, obviously, especially the Chelsea game. I think the one standout moment during the game, which again we just ball boy, Everton, no, <laughs> the ball boy, but we completely Everton it was yeah. when Bain scored against Leicester and, and then the, got the beat on pens. Oh, yeah. I couldn't but agree more. That actually. celebration for the Bain goal was a. Uh, was magnificent that for me. the roof off that. 
So we tried to end on a positive we have, there. We have ended no, but didn't because ended. we like we got bees on pens no, and didn't we? The Baines and Duncan. Let's end it on a positive, right? There. Right, it's okay. And, sound. And with nine games to go, can we have? A, surely, got to give us a few more. No, in football yeah. and teams. Stevie, you're saying. being optimistic, aren't you? And I like it. No. I like it as well. I just can you give some of that to me? Because I'd love to have some positivity. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the View from the Gladys Street Fan Podcast on the Royal Blue Channel. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.